You're listening to the Limitless Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why, and what of creating limitless careers with me, Just Jazz. I'm a multi-passionate, wildly ambitious lover of tea and r and I'm also on a mission to guide more high achievers to the careers and lives they deeply desire through coaching. Yeah, you heard me, desire. No shame or secrets about it. Here, we boldly embrace ambition by owning, being, and doing more in our careers. And in each episode, we break down the barriers to creating something that will make you and everyone you know step back in awe while keeping it simple. So what are you waiting for? Let's dive into the episode. Hi, Dominique. Hey, Jess. How are you? I'm really well. Before we started recording, I was telling you how I'm starting off some healthy habits and yeah. (laughs) That's all I will say on that, folks. Okay. Stay tuned. If it's successful, you'll get a podcast episode, but uh, don't let anybody lie to you and say just because I work with mindset and on my mindset that building healthy habits is easy. It's not easy. It's It's not not easy. It is not. It is not. And actually, that segues us really nicely into our topic for today. So this is, again, part of the Conversations With series where I have invited some folks on to just share their perspective of a particular topic. So today's topic is on overcoming overwhelm and burnout. And I want to just kick us off by inviting you, Dominique, to just share what comes to mind when you hear the words overwhelm and burnout? <laughs> ah, that's what comes to mind when I hear those two words. It's, it's a, I guess it's, it's not even, it's a tricky topic. It's just something that you do see a lot of people talking about, but at the same time, like it's, it's a weird thing to talk about your experiences all the time about it because when you're in the midst of it, you're just like, what the hell is happening? And it's only when like you really get out of it, you're like, oh yeah, that was burnout. That was me being like superly overwhelmed in my head, not being able to actually see the wood for the trees and just yeah. get out of it. So yeah. 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 For me, it's like overwhelm, especially is something that I'm still tackling with like <laughs> on a daily, <laughs> especially with running a business on the side of a full-time job is as you very well know, it's not an easy task at all. And it's so yeah. it's so easy to just be like, what do I need to do today? Where am I? What What is this? <laughs> Who am Who I? Am what I? is going on? <laughs> oh my goodness. Even at the time of us recording, so as Dominique um, alluded to, both of us run our businesses outside of our full-time role and they very, they very much are full-time roles. So it's not like a part-time yeah. few days here and then the biz. No, it's like a full-time role and responsibility. And um, one of the things that came to mind for me why I wanted to talk about this topic is that I experienced not burnout but overwhelm last month in both things and it was like an out-of-body experience I had done the same thing in both so I said yes to too many things I was trying to achieve too much in a short period of time and there was just a lack of focus Mm -hmm. and it all kind of came to a head in the same week where it's like I felt like I was falling behind on stuff in the business but also in the day job it was like I think it was the week of my personal review and ultimately like the 360 feedback came back saying like if jazz would focus on a few things and do them really excellently (laughs) then that would be great and I agreed with it because that was so 
the way that we do the reviews at my company is you, you receive feedback from your peers and your manager, but you also self-assess. So yeah. I had like the week before that literally was just typing away and being like, I just want to be able to do a few things really well. Why do I say yes to so many things? Um, you know, I really want to focus in this next quarter, like all of that, because what it had kind of resulted in for me was having a review that wasn't bad by any means, but by mm. my own ambitious person standard, I hadn't checked off as many of the things that I wanted to. Yeah. By the time I was having that conversation, I was actually exhausted. <laughs> so it wasn't like I was like, I'm going to like do a ton of stuff in the two weeks before my review, which also wouldn't have made any difference anyway, because it's looking over a number of months. But it was in that week. And then I'd kind of close that laptop, open the other one for an evening and be like, oh, I was meant to get back to this person. Yeah. And I was meant to reply to this person. I was going to share, I was going to intro this person to that thing. Um, this program should be up now. It should be live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then on top of that, like in both the job and in the business, I have people that are looking at me going, hey, what's going on? What's going on? What do you want me to do? Right. So that looks like the folks that support me in my business, the contractors that I work with going, what do you want my focus to be? Um, are we moving on this or are you still figuring it out? And like the whole thing, it got to the point where thankfully both of them were just like I'm actually on annual leave for a little bit and I was like (laughs) amazing because I'm good if I ask you to do something in this very moment where my brain is at I'm likely going to ask you to unravel it next month or it's not going to actually make any sort of difference and the same thing in the role where I've got folks kind of internally in the company supporting my initiatives wanting to know okay so what are we focusing on how can I step in and how can I help and in both spaces me kind of going I don't know because I need <laughs> I need to step back from everything right now if that's okay and I, I I just need to I just need I just need a weekend I need I need I need four days I need to just spend this week just planning is that okay because like I yeah <laughs> there was a it's lot of me lot. lying on my bed staring at the ceiling like <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, oh gosh, it is really one of those things that you could just get caught up in it and it would just be hanging over you like a black cow for days. And yeah. it's not until, it's not until you give yourself that space to just be like, I'm not thinking or doing anything right now. Like mm. anything that pops into my head needs to go out on a piece of paper or a voice note or something. It can't be living rent free in my head anymore because no. I there's no more capacity in there whatsoever. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And it's exactly that, what you said, um, the things kind of coming to your head. That was, that's where the discipline kind of lies for me. Like one of the things I always say to folks in coaching is quite often we come into coaching thinking that like, I don't know, the thing that's in our way is the circumstance or the environment or people don't see our brilliance. A lot Mm. of times it's us getting in our own way. Yeah. And in many senses, I get in my own way. So when I say going into a new quarter with focus, That's in many ways me learning to navigate with how I'm actually designed. And both of us are really big fans of human design. Yeah. Um, And that was another thing that played so much into it because I was tapping into my um, my human design, which is manifesting generator. Um, And we'll, we'll both share some links and some references as we go through. But ultimately, I'm an ideas person. So Mm. I've always known that my whole life. Um, I'm an ideas person. I like to just move when the inspiration hits me. So no, you will. I'm not the person that's like, 
I have a great idea. And two weeks later, I'm figuring out the idea. No, I'm have, I'm the person who's like, I have a great idea. I voice note you. And then the next minute, there's a landing page. Yeah. Or the blog is published or the podcast episode is coming out now, even though we've already got an episode for this week. Like, that's my vibe. And that's what lights me up and kind of keeps me moving. The tail end of that is that that's a messy way to live. And <laughs> <laughs> that also can be quite stressful for the people who work around you or support you. Because it's like, oh, I didn't know you wanted that done now, now. Like, mm. what about... What about the long-term goals we've committed to, right? What about the strategy? What about like the practices? And in many ways, it's about, it's not that, like my my stepping out of that overwhelm situation has not been about me sort of like rebuking my human design and the way I'm built. It's more about distilling it. And for me, it's looked like brain dump it, Jazz. Because actually, yeah. funny enough, it gives me the same level of satisfaction. And it chills out the side of my brain that's like, if you don't do this now, then, then the you're world a failure. You got to, yeah. yeah, you're a failure. <laughs> you're not honouring your talent. You're not honouring your gift and the inspiration that's been given to you. Like all of all of those thoughts that kind of propel me in a very, can be toxic way, because mm-hmm. it very much can kind of play into the ideas of, of proving yourself um being worthy attaching yourself to a sort of brand or an identity that that doesn't yield any actual fruit right um I like to be known as a person who gets shit done but I also want to be known as a person who gets shit done consistently Mm -hmm. and like by done not just like declares it but like like she gets shit done and she evaluates it like there's phases and (laughs) <laughs> like that, that, you know it, like the long-term side of it not just like oh she gets shit done in a bind it's just like no consistently <laughs> she's getting the shit done every month that newsletter has gone out every month that workshops but and it's it's finding a balance between the two but you know I, I say this to say going back to your point on putting on a post-it I use ClickUp as a project management tool so I have a secret space on ClickUp which is hidden from any of my team members called the holding bay nice because that's literally what it is so I empty it out there everything else in my click up they're able to see so because I I love working in public I love working transparently I do the same thing at work so at work we use notion again Mm. we build in public you know everything is searchable I love 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 that but what that also then means is that I have a secret space so that the people who aren't who are who have asked to hold me accountable i.e my teammates and my manager aren't like I found this notion page on a project this looks we didn't agree this um I didn't really see a timeline is that a q2 thing or q4 you know and I've had those conversations where I'm like it's not any of those it's a 2023 thing don't worry I just need to get out of my head (laughs) and they're like okay cool it's like yeah I'll let you know when I'm picking up I promise you it was just a brain dump yeah and that's the thing you have to be so careful with what you actually share like Written, yeah. written down because people will see it like oh this needs to be done like now it's like no 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 yeah or they'll be like this Chill. is amazing i'll jump on board and it's like that's one thing as well in the day job that's been quite interesting because i'm a community manager it's such an easy space for everyone to just get inspired because we're all plugged into online communities or offline communities yeah. so there's always that you know free-flowing ideas that i love that lights me up with people going have we tried this i was in a community that did that and i think that'd be amazing for our folks and i'm now in this space where i'm like here's my focus for these quarters if you've got an idea or that idea sounds great can you just add it to my list 
and mm-hmm. put yourself as a stakeholder and when I schedule it I'll hit you up and we can talk further but yeah. can you just do a brain dump so it's over there so I'm appreciative of the ideas and everything within me wants to jump and move on this thing however here are the three things that we're focusing on or I'm trying to focus on for May yeah. or for this year or for this quarter um to, you know and, and then we'll move on to it so it's also just like rebranding yourself to others as the anti-overwhelm or anti-burnout <laughs> version of yourself yeah. after like ages of being the yes person ages yeah. of being the whole yeah I just get it done I can get it done no matter what happens I get it done Oof. it's a lot <laughs> being the yes person is not the way to go <laughs> it's not sustainable it's really not no what has that kind of been like for you then so when you kind of look back on your experiences of overwhelm or burnout what have been some of the things that you realize need to shift in how you show up I think the biggest thing for me is again like you said not always being the yes person and learning to say no when I truly want to say no and not feeling obliged to be like yeah I, I can't do that and in my in my gut my gut's just like no why did you say yes to this <laughs> And again, like you said, it comes down to my human design because I'm a generator. So Mm. my whole strategy is to follow my gut. If something is a hell yes, I do it. If it's a hell no, it's a no. (laughs) And we're just going to park it. And I think giving myself permission to actually follow that as a means of moving forward has been really beneficial. Because before, I think my biggest experience with burnout um, was... 2014 2015 and it's only recently I realized that from burning out super hard like I I, because I was running a magazine at the time of a Mm full-time job also working at a magazine so it was like (laughs) double the workload yeah (laughs) it was double the workload I was working all the hours all the evenings all the weekends like not resting or anything at all and it got to the point where I like, I think I took, like, a, a few weeks off from my magazine. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, my head isn't in it. My heart isn't in it. I just can't. And it was only recently I realised it took me three years from that point to actually feel confident again to do my own thing on the side. And mm. I'm like, I'd never want to hit that point again. So now, for me, it's a case of setting those boundaries, making sure rest is non-negotiable, only working with people that I feel like we actually gel really well and not just saying yes to every single person that comes in because (laughs) it's for me it's impact over income at the end of the day like I don't need to work with every single person because that's just not it's not my vibe at all so yeah it's hard (laughs) it's huge and thank you so much for mentioning that because it's not and this is by no means like being disparaging to anyone else who has multiple things on their plate right but the cost is higher when you have a career that is like ours, where it is the day mm. job and it is the business, right? And you're talking to two people who actually enjoy what they do. We love what we do in our yeah. job. So we're not like phoning it in on the job. Quite the contrary, right? Um, so knowing that actually pushing it too far in either of them wipes out both to a certain extent, whether that's mm. mentally, physically, whether it's needing to take those sick days because, yes, like burnout, mental health, all of it, wellness, book that sick day, don't feel no way about it. Um, But that's kind of what it looks like. And I totally relate to what you said around kind of that last experience 
kind of staying with you is the thing that made you think, oh, this business thing, not ready. Yeah. Not ready. I, I yeah. don't want it to be the straw that broke the camel's back because that was a similar thing for me. I um, I started my business in January of 2018. Then I took a three-month contract role and had a gap of a month before starting a full-time role. So I was starting my business very, very slowly, but I freelanced for the month of May in that mm. year. And that was when, and I, and I don't pretend that this isn't, like this is definitely my mental health because I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression at that time. But also it came at the back end of burnout. It was the back mm. end of me like doing all the things and I had this space and my body just crashed. And it meant that I'd probably say out of the four, four weeks that was in that month, I could output work for, I'm going to say a week and a half. Wow. A week and a half work. As a freelancer, that was scary as hell. And it was one of those things that I brought into, like I went into therapy, the NHS um, was amazing and supporting me with CBT. Um, but it was one of those things that I, over the following months, had as part of my measure of, I don't want to say healing because I still very much have anxiety, but you do do an assessment, right? So if anybody is diagnosed with any of those things, you do another assessment at the end of the course of the treatment. And that the final sort of one kind of said the anxiety is still there, but the depression, we've worked through that. So that's not showing mm. up. So that was kind of my green light to really go full force in my business. And in a sense, to prove to myself and anyone else that I could have both and I didn't want to let my mental health get me back. Yeah. And I could learn from the lesson of the burnout. I could learn from, so my first, no, that's not my first experience with burnout. I probably, I burnt out in uni. But my most recent one, like burnout is what led me to training as a cove. So again, it's something that stays at the core of my business where you may see me do the absolute most, but those boundaries, right? You've got that, you've got that soft boundary in front where it's like, oh, you're yeah. a little bit busy this week. And then that firm boundary, nobody is touching that. Because mm -hmm. again, a huge part of my mission is to show up as somebody with a mental illness, show up with somebody who has experienced burnout and anxiety and still show up fully and not let that hold me back, but let it inform how I do things. So going back to what you were saying about impact, right? I don't need to be everywhere doing all the things. There was a season for that in my business. But mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't back it. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't back it. I'm not going to pretend that I can back it. No, nah, mate, I'm not doing it. That serves absolutely no one. And that's meant there's a lot of things in my business that I've pulled back. Or I've launched things and pulled them back. Because yeah. I'm like, impact, 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 or busy work. What are we doing out here? Because one of them can give me the sensation of productivity and the feeling of doing all the things, which inherently has its own little satisfaction. Because again, as a kind of, as a high achieving ambitious person, there's an element of like, yeah, I'm doing all the things. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. But when you're mash up, you have to admit that you're mash up. And when you know <laughs> the ways, when you know the specific ways that you mash yourself up, soft boundaries, folks, get yourself some of those firm boundaries. And what that looked like is say like last year, I knew it was going to be a busy year at the top of the year, both within the business as well as the job. So what I've done in the business, and if you're a client of mine, you will know this, one week of every month, you can't book me. Mm. Like you can't book me. You, you, you might want to work with me, right? You might want to hop on a call and have a chat, like unless it's a pre-agreed delivery. So I'm delivering coaching that we've pre-agreed or a workshop that I've pre-agreed. 
you can't book a discovery call with me that week. You can't book a podcast with me that week. You can't book me because I needed to make sure that I had that backstop of time in every single month. And there's a huge mindset piece that goes into this, which is I will survive if I'm not available all the time doing things for other people. Yes, amen. And I don't have to justify it, right? Because there's a lot of folks, I see it, I get people out of office and they apologise. Yeah, I'm like, why are you Sorry, I'm not available. <laughs> I'm a small business. You did. I'm like, now, mate, say it with your chest. I'm a small business. I can't be on all the time. Please expect a response next week. Please expect a response in 72 hours. Da 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 da. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> and it's oh, like, look. I know some people really struggle with that, and I totally get it because I have 100 percent been there. Just wanted to apologize for not being able to meet other people's expectations. But that's no life to live, honestly. Like, at the end of the day, you need to be confident enough to validate yourself and not always feel the need to apologise, not always feel the need to gain external validation or anything like that. Because Mm. especially when you're running your own business, it's your business at the end of the day. Like, you set the rules. Like, yes, there's all of these strategies and coaches and blah, blah, blah. Do this, do this, do that. But if none of that is lighting you up or is how you feel you want to run your business, then feel no way about it. Run your business how you want to run your business. (laughs) Ain't no one can tell you different. This podcast is brought to you by Just Jazz Private Coaching, the six-month one-to-one experience for high achievers to carve their unique and limitless careers free from overwhelm and underwhelm. With challenging and curious coaching, we get knee-deep in all the things getting in the way of you having a hell yeah career instead of a career that feels meh. If this sounds great to you, book a call today at justjazz.co forward slash coaching, where we will map out the what and how of working together. That is so attractive to me. Like I work with, at the moment, I'm working with two coaches. One of them is neurodivergent and there is no shame around that. And another one is a mother and there's no shame around that. And both Mm. of them, one minute, will flip from promoting their programs to being like, I'm out, folks. Peace out, A-town down. I'm off to spend quality time. Or I don't work on these days or on this week of the month. There is no work. It's family time. Or on the flip side, just being like, mental health is doing some very interesting things, guys. Mm -hmm. I'll be on the coaching call, but give me some, I need some space. And I love that they show up boldly in that way. Um, because yeah, it's just it's a new it's a new perspective and it's a new way of doing things that to me, regardless of whether me, like I have kids or not or whatever, that's inspiring for me. But yeah. that's also the only way that it could ever work for me. Um, so yeah, I think it's really really interesting. What are some of the things that you put in place in terms of like boundaries? So for me, it's things like not always working on the weekends. Sometimes it's inevitable because you just got to get a project out, just done Mm. and dusted and it's fine. But every weekend, no, 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 (laughs) that's not happening. (laughs) Um, Not working late in the evenings anymore, like actually shutting down five o'clock, six o'clock, done. Mm. (laughs) That's it. Um, I think the only time where... I kind of let that boundary slip a little bit as if I'm working with clients in America because obviously the time difference, yeah, I kind of make it up a bit, um, which is fine for me. Um, What else is there? 
um, a big one for me was extending project timelines. So mm. obviously a lot of people in my industry now are running their business full time. And a lot of comparison happens there. You're like, why can't I do my project mm. the same time length as then? Because <laughs> I'm working full time. You ain't got time. Yeah. <laughs> and like that, that's one thing that I know that clients have appreciated because they don't feel rushed in that sense. Mm. Especially when it's a bigger thing like strategy or branding and they want to take their time with feedback and things like that. They actually appreciate having that longer project timeline. Um, and that allows me to have in some buffer time as well. Like if, like you said, like if I need a mental health day and I just can't, <laughs> then mm. I've got that time there already, already like blocked in and it's fine. Um, and similar to you, I've started recently only doing sp discovery calls on specific days. So mm. rather than it being like every day in the morning before like my first work meetings or in the evening after I finish work, you can book a discovery call. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> let's block <laughs> this to like one or two days a week and it's fine. <laughs> I don't need yeah. to be available for calls every day because I don't like being on calls as it is. So <laughs> sometimes I just need to be in my own space, my own bubble, not talk to anyone and just get shit done. <laughs> so yeah. Oh my gosh. And actually it's so funny that you said that. So there's a meme. And don't take offence to it, but if you get it, you get it. Somebody, there was a meme that showed up on Instagram where somebody was just like, somebody's just joined our call late and said, sorry, I was late for this meeting. I was doing my actual work. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I can't lie. I wanted to say that. So I was like, <laughs> it's a meme. Because I think we conflate doing like having a meeting don't get me wrong I'm the most peopley extroverted person you will ever find I jump on calls just for the fun of it you will find me on lunch club you will find all the places um but these calls are not work mm. <laughs> they're not actually <laughs> doing the thing and I think that's one thing that I had to really look at both with my private coaching clients but anything that I did I really wanted to actually make sure that I was just I was just over communicating yeah. So even if we have a call, like even in the day job, I've done it over the past two weeks. I've had calls. I've over communicated an agenda, given them a rough idea of what we're going to discuss. And I've had the great pleasure of being like, well, that was my final question. If there's nothing else from you. I'll give you back eight minutes in your day. Mm. I'll give you back 13 minutes in your day. I'll give you back Somebody just gave me back 29 minutes in my day. She was just like, I just wanted to check that you got the blah, blah, blah. And just if you want any questions. And I was just like, nope. Nope, mm -hmm. on the email. Okay, great. Wonderful. Well, give you back 29 minutes of your day. Let's, you know, have a great time. And it's like, wonderful. I can go off and do things. And a huge thing for me as well is like really understanding the idea of how much time that we lose when we kind of switch tasks. And mm -hmm. again, going back to that focus, being able to take something through to completion. Like I've just been, it's been playing on my mind a lot on like the different ways that we work and what we see as work and what we need to kind of support ourselves when it comes to work. Because I think also another thing that can kind of come into the field of overwhelm and burnout is not recognizing what works best for you. So you just say yes to whatever works best for everyone else. Yeah. So this person wants to have another one hour run through. Now I'm not saying that you should start revolution in your workplaces or in your business or whatever. Pinch of salt, pinch of salt out here. <laughs> but what I'm saying is if you recognize that, okay, because one human being wants to do another run through. Okay. 
I'm happy to come on that call for a run through, but it doesn't need to be the full two hours. Can we mm. can we do it in 30 minutes? Can we just go over these core parts advocating for ourselves? Because there's a lot of space. I see it. I see it. I see it all the time. Right. And I thankfully I see it in quite a nice way where, again, like you, I work internationally from time to time. So that meeting might lie quite late in my day. What that looks like in my day job is somebody will slap me and go, hey, this is the only two windows that we have available. Is that possible for you? Mm-hmm. And then I'm able to look at my hands and look at my bandwidth and say, that's absolutely fine. What I'll do is I'll start later on that day. So, yeah, yeah go ahead and book it in. Right. Recognizing the fact that I do have that thing on Google. I'm going to do a blog post. How about that? I'm going to give you guys a blog post on all of the they are typically living in Google. But I'm trying out a few apps to just help increase focus, but more than anything, put boundaries. So the thing that I do have in place in Google Calendar is my working hours. So if you try and book me outside of that, Google will give you an alert to say, please be aware this is outside of Jazz's working hours. Mm, Yeah. Now, for some of you, you're just like, oh, that feels a bit aggressive. No. Boundaries. This is what I'm talking about when I say this is a boundary. You have a contractual contractual working out, <laughs> right? Whether you decide to flex it or not, that has to be up to you or the environment. Or if it is flexy, right? You work later on a Thursday or on a Friday, put that in your hours. But that way it becomes easier for, in my, my role, we work with Asia Pacific as well as North America. That makes it less likely for me to have to get up to have a meeting at 7 a.m., but then have another one equally at the other end of the day at like 9 p.m. to hit the California folks. Nah, not not sustainable. (laughs) Not sustainable. Even more like unsustainable if you've got me trying to do this from an office building. Like, thankfully, I'm working Mm -hmm. remote, so I can kind of recharge in between and shuffle it, but co-working space from 7 a.m. until 9 p.m. is not anyone's idea of fun. No, but you, it's, really it's easy for you to get into that cycle of saying yes, 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 yes. And then you wonder why it's Friday and you're absolutely mash up. Exactly. It's like living for the weekend, but there's no weekend because you're sleeping, B. You're, you're sleeping. sleeping. <laughs> Somebody's like, you come to brunch and you're just like, what time is it? Because like, if it's two, I can make it. If it's 11, nah, because <laughs> I'm usually sleeping. You know, and it's that. And it's about what works for you. What works for you. I know I'm an early riser despite what happens in life my body will pop me up between 5 30 and 6 yeah same so even if i have agreed to that nine o'clock call i am able to calculate the risks and the reward on my side (laughs) i say yes or no so this is what it starts to look like and we're not just saying like time management leads you you know poor time management leads you directly into overwhelm and burnout but it's about your needs it's about getting what you need if you need half a day of no meetings if you need a full day a lot of people are experimenting with that now mm. one day in the week where the team or the department or sometimes a whole organization chooses to have no meetings so that folks who need that focus work can but in the same breath knowing if you are lit up by doing lots of different things being able to have like you said Dominique have that time space to be like well these three things need to be done in the next two weeks I can just chop and change two hours yeah. here one hour here 30 minutes here do all of that but ignoring all of that ignoring what not only feels good to you which sounds really frivolous right sounds really frivolous to be like what would feel good to me would be not to have meetings in the afternoon yeah but (laughs) I guarantee you if you dig down into what feels good it can in many senses be down to how you're wired and I'm talking about neurodivergence I'm talking about mental health but also the most productive version of you probably lives in that space 
Yes. So it's a win-win. The only way that everyone loses is if you don't say anything and you say yes to everyone else's needs and then crunch yourself into some weird way of working that your body's like, what are we doing here? Because we're an early bird. We're, you know, our brain power hours are here. We need to take lunch breaks. How about that? Like a proper lunch break, not a a lunch break at your desk. Like actually moving away from you. Yeah. We need to take a walk a day. You become better for yourself and then for everyone else around you. And then it becomes less likely for you to end up in a situation where you just get the, you just get sucked into the vortex. Burnout's an interesting one. It reminds me of, um, this is going to be the most abstract example. Um, But I went to Whistler in Canada with family and we went in the summer. So it's just mountains Mm -hmm. and we took the lift up. And I just looked down and I was seeing all these bears and stuff. And I was just like, (laughs) this mountain is not a joke. You could be wrong. If you're rolling down this, it's over for you, isn't it? Like, (laughs) it's not a way for me to say it. All it takes is for you to buck your toe trip up one time and you're just tumbling, tumbling, tumbling. (laughs) Burnout feels like that. But when it's happening, all you're paying attention to is, oh, what a lovely breeze going through my hair. I must be moving at high speeds. You're not recognizing I'm going to crash. My legs cannot carry me anymore. And if yeah. they give way, then it's over. I'm just going to be tumbling on my back and on my front. But again, all you're feeling is like, oh, wonderful breeze. This momentum, it's momentum. It actually can feel good when you are in burnout because you're like, I'm checking it off. I don't need sleep. Who's the boss? I'm the boss. Like <laughs> you are flying. This is productivity one oh one. You're flying, and you're not realizing that the wings aren't really winging, and because <laughs> you're just you're just not looking down. And in yeah. many senses, you're not able to look down until your legs give out underneath you, and then you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm tumbling, I'm tumbling, I'm tumbling. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Somebody help me. I need it to stop. And it's scary. It's a scary situation to be in because you, it does almost feel like you're failing yourself, you're failing others, you're failing your company, your business, whatever it is, just because you're like, mm. I can't do any more right now. What the hell do I do now? <laughs> like, I physically, I mentally can't it. do anything. <laughs> I broke it, mommy. I broke, I broke me. <laughs> uh, and it's literally that. And I think that's the thing. It comes with so much shame because you feel like you should have known better. Yes, exactly. Like, you feel like, how could I have done this? I'm a smart person. But when you're in the midst of it, you're just like, I'm getting shit done. I'm going to keep doing shit. I'm going to get it all done. I'm going to get it done. But no. I'm driven. I'm motivated. I'm I'm right. High achieving Mm. is something I relate to. Ambitious is something that I relate to. But this is the dark shadow of both of those. Yeah, massively. And we have to live with it. If we want all the glory of being the get shit done people, the people aiming for new heights, breaking barriers, pushing into the edge in terms of mindset and stuff, we have to be wary of that actual edge. (laughs) Because it's very real. It's very real. It's not always, you know, infinity pool. Sometimes it's a cliff. (laughs) It's a cliff. Like, I have to be real about it. Um, and I think that's something that's not spoken about a lot, which again then compounds that feeling of shame and, and I should have known better. Because yeah. you look at your peers who are seemingly running the same race and they seem fine. She just took on another project and she seems okay. They are cool. They're handling it. Mm. 
And this that's the thing, you, you <laughs> never know what other people are going through because they may never. look fine, but they may be in like the pits of burnout. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> and you're just they you're in a space it. where you've recognized it. And you're like, oh, hold on a minute. And everyone is just churning away, churning away. But and then they drop like flights and then you wonder, why is everyone sick? Why is everyone ill? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's that I have to say watching someone burn out as a colleague is tough because you want to and there's someone in your personal life because you want to pull them back from the edge yeah but in many senses there are still organizations and environments that incentivize the behaviors that create burnout yeah right you push and you push you push you get the results you hit the goal at the end of the quarter you win an award for being the best blah 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 Mm. So then you internalise, well, this way works. So yeah. if Dominique's calling me up saying, babe, when are you taking some time off? I'm like, I don't need to. What's time off? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what are you even talking about? Like, why is that? You should worry about someone else. I'm fine. <laughs> you all, you're just in our bubble and nobody can tell you again that you're flying or without wings. Oh gosh yeah it's a lot and I think that's why it's so important for us to create spaces to be vulnerable to be open have more conversations like this um in trusted spaces so that we can combat that belief in some ways that we should know better and that we are meant to be the special unicorns and we don't mm. wrong and do like don't get me wrong learn from the experience right I, with my clients I talk about wins and lessons not wins and losses so what did you learn how yeah. did it start? Do your do your diagnosis, right? When you're out the other end, look back and go, what happened? What triggered it? Oh, uh, was that conversation? Or it was having a new manager that I really wanted to impress. Or it was, you know, well, we're really, really short staff. So I didn't feel like it was safe for me to stop going at that rate. These are and all very yeah. real thoughts. Safety is a big thing as well. Because the fact that when you're in an environment where everything is just churning the same day in day out Mm. to break out of that you're like oh crap fight or flight (laughs) what's gonna Mm. happen to me and yeah like you said like organizations some organizations they just don't know how to handle that situation so you end up being stuck in that perpetual cycle because it doesn't feel safe to break away from it 100 percent safety a lot of it goes back to safety a lot of it and recognizing when we don't feel safe so that we can take a it's it's an actual deliberate and empowered decision as opposed to showing up with like a trauma response yeah (laughs) or a defense (laughs) mechanism right whatever language you want to put on it that thing that you do that you know is not good for you but it's gotten you through some stuff Mm. instead of being like wait I need to have a conversation with these folks because I don't run this company. So I need some answers on when we're hiring some backfills. Exactly. How about that? Rather than going, well, it's not, if I ask that question, it's not me being a team player now, isn't it? Oh, I don't want to be seen as not being a team player. I don't want, it's like, uh uh-uh, you've got a duty of care to me. Exactly. (laughs) Leave me out here doing four people's jobs for a whole 12 months. It boggles my mind that organisations still do that. And then they they do wonder why staff end up being sick all of the time. Mm. Because you're not spending money where you need to be spending money. 
Like no yeah. one wants branded merch <laughs> at an <laughs> award show. I'm sorry, no one wants it. <laughs> no one wants a water bottle with a logo it. on it. That's the worst. I've I've seen it in organisations where I've watched a colleague get rewarded for literally just destroying themselves to hit the the finish line. <sighs> And by the time that's happening, I'm literally watching them smile and say thank you. And I know in the back of their head, just like the back of my head, I'm like, this does not make it all right that it happened. Yeah. This is also not an apology. Mm-hmm. How about that? Can we get some more apologies in the organizer? I'm sorry I didn't realize that your workload was that high. I'm sorry we weren't able to hire someone sooner. Yeah. Acknowledgement, man. <laughs> It goes a long way. You don't need to grovel. It doesn't need to be public. It doesn't need to be blah, blah, blah. But do you not think that you can put a plaster over these things by rewarding me the, the MVP? Oh, so many band-aids. And then so I go back band-aids. to like norm and I still have no answers on when the workload is going to change. Yep. And again, it's just another cycle. <laughs> burn yourself out, but earn it, an award. Burn yourself out, earn an it. award. <laughs> but again, it's burn yourself out. We pay the cost for it. Yeah, we pay the highest cost, regardless of what that gift voucher, that crown, that tiara, that cup is worth. We then pay the cost, and so therefore we continue to take a hundred percent of the responsibility, which makes it mm. more difficult to understand the environmental causes for burnout. Yeah, and when I say environmental, I'm not talking about trees. I am talking about organizational culture norms, because we've spent time talking about our personal boundaries. But those personal boundaries exist within the company culture. I exist within a company culture where I'm not going to get in trouble for putting an alert on my calendar to say these are my working hours. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the whole micromanagement thing comes into it as well because people are like, Mm. oh, well, I'm earning an income. They're paying me to do X, Y, Z. They don't own your body. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, Mm. you, it's, yes, I get it. Some organisations, it's, it is really tough to speak up and speak out if something isn't right, but you don't need to do things alone. Like you don't need to be the sole player because I guarantee you there will be other people that feel the same way as you. It's just Mm. finding those people can be difficult because people are afraid to say things. (laughs) But once you find those people, you need to hold your organization to account wherever you can because at the end of the day, it's your life. like a hundred percent it's your life at the end of the day it is a hundred percent and we we have a choice even in the moments where we don't feel like we have a choice we have a choice even if it is just to speak up um and yeah. to ask the question this is a huge thing that i see a lot of the time when i work with folks one-to-one who are in between roles so they literally come to me because they're like i know who i am i know what i'm about and i don't want to make the wrong choice of the wrong next company yeah Right. I don't want to put myself in an environment that forces me to play small or, you know, the list goes on. Everyone's got their individual list, but there's this angst around. I want to make sure that I'm intentional with what that space is and what that then looks like a lot of the time. It's really looking at the questions that we're asking in interviews and recognizing it's okay to ask questions about well-being. It's okay to ask questions about diversity and inclusion. Two different things, folks. They're two different words for a reason. You can ask questions about diversity and you can ask questions about inclusion, i.e., can I take a day off mm-hmm. if my mental health is in a space where it needs that space? Is this the type of place that I can do that? And in the same way that interviewers want to ask you, can you give me an example of a time where you were a team player? Can you give me an example of the, the working culture? 
Yeah, and the working culture isn't isn't beer Fridays or <laughs> it's <laughs> not. <laughs> you say the words work hard, play hard to me one more time. I'm gonna hang up the Zoom call. Okay. We know what that we know what well actually you know what I'm not gonna say we know because a lot of the times we've had to learn it firsthand what the red flag phrases are yeah after stepping into the role right um and that's why one thing I'm also going to link into the show notes is um a freebie that I have and it is literally a goal uh a goal no a freebie that I have that is literally a list of things questions that you can bring into your interviews that you can ask to find out those things about whether you would be accommodated as yourself whether you would have space to advocate for yourself because that is that's one of the spaces where we can do it yeah it really is and sometimes they actually appreciate depending on the company they appreciate those questions because they don't Mm. expect it they really don't expect it and if they don't appreciate it it sets it sets the ball rolling a lot of the time I think a lot of people take for granted that if you ask a question that they can't answer that it just goes meh for a lot of people they go back and they go they asked me this question and I have no clue what our policy on that is or what our mm-hmm. approach to that is. We need to put something in place. So don't think that even if you don't get an answer that there's no impact in it because my hope, my blue sky thinking hope, is that by you asking the question and them not having an answer, they're going to go back and do what it takes to have an answer the next time around yeah. for the next candidate or for the next person. Because again, organisations aren't the enemy. Organisations are a bunch of people trying to make things work. And those mm. people, you know, they're not going to do everything perfect. Everything isn't going to, like, go from, like, zero to 100 straight away. A lot of the things are a journey and a process. And, unfortunately, a lot of the things that aren't on the radar until they're on the radar. Yeah. So, you know, understand that there is still impact there. Every little counts. We've, we've gone into <laughs> it today. What can I say? What can I say? Is there anything that you want to kind of leave our listeners with? on the topic of overwhelm burnout that could be your advice thought process mindset hacks whatever it is um one thing that I'm leaning into a lot recently is if you do find if you become aware of how overwhelmed you actually are and like your to-do list is like 20 tasks long you don't know what the hell to do where to put your focus seek a second perspective like Mm. Don't feel like you need to stay stuck looking at your list, figuring out what the hell is actually going to help me move things forward. Where am I stuck? Why am I stuck? Actually talk to someone else about it and just be like, okay, I've got all of these things on my list. What do you think actually will move the needle forward for me? Because I can't see the wood for the trees right now. And just Mm -hmm. having that conversation can easily just detangle anything that's in your mind. And that's really helped me out to, like you said, focus on specific things that are actually going to make the impact that I've been wanting and haven't been working towards because it's just been stuck in busy work. <laughs> and mm. it's like, no, I can scrap all of that, focus on this, because <laughs> that's actually going to do the good things for me. Yeah. Um, and take a damn break, honestly. <laughs> that's always break, gonna be my biggest thing. <laughs> just Take a break before your body breaks, is what I was saying. Mm. Just, even if it's just half a day, an hour, five minutes, anything, just take the damn break and feel no way about it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. 100%. And I think, oh, all of that is just so good. And it's just so important for us to 
just remember in the moments when you're in it and the moments where you're around it, you're on the edge of it, all of that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. Uh, we both hope that it is useful. I will be sharing all of Dominique's um, links in the show notes. But if you had one place that you wanted folks to join, uh, join you, connect with you, see all these wonderful boundaries in action, <laughs> where, would that, where would that be? <laughs> uh, on my website, I've got mm-hmm. a couple blogs about like embracing a slower pace in your business, boundaries things like that um and I talk about it a bit on my Instagram as well Dmas designs hit me up <laughs> chat awesome. about boundaries all day every day <laughs> let's do all it all day <laughs> exactly well we'll definitely have that in the show notes and again hopefully all of this resource is helpful and again like don't be a stranger we're out here in these streets to talk about these topics so we can all master them really and overcome them that's the whole point yeah What an episode. Want to continue the conversation? Join the Limitless Letter to get weekly resources for your high-achieving career in a place where we all get what it means to embrace ambition and declare your desires. Go to justjazz.co forward slash join and I'll see you there.